Hey, everybody, welcome back to another great episode of the podcast. Today, we're joined by submission grappler, Sarah Wilson. Sarah is currently training for the FLA Submission Kumite. She's current champion, and we're excited to have her on the show today. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you like all the new guests, episodes, different coaches that we have on the show, make sure you like and subscribe. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew at Spirit Leaf Waterdown. They're going to be able to help you out with all your THC and CBD needs and products. All you got to do is like them on Instagram and us on Instagram, show them at the cash, and you're going to save money every single time you shop there. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon on the map. Wilson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. No, this is awesome. So you just now you have an FLA submission kumite number four. You are the current champion for the bracket. So um, how have things been going with the fight? The fight is coming up on January 22nd, barring no issues, right? Yeah, um, I, the last I heard, like, I think January 12th is the day that the next stage of restrictions get released. So um but the promoter's already been kind of making some backup plans for that. Uh, Derek's pretty persistent in the face of all this stuff. So I feel like if there's any chance of it going on, he'll find a way. <laughs> no, Derek's pretty resourceful. So I'm sure he'll figure yeah, it out. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the training's been going good. I'm just actually getting back. I like, I had actually one of my worst jujitsu injuries I think I've ever had from somebody who got hurt a lot. Like I dislocated like the, the joint or like the sternum and the collarbone me and fractured my collarbone oh okay during wrestling just by like landing on my shoulder but um oh man i'm not somebody to complain about pain but like holy shit i was like bedridden for a few days it, it kind of messed me up so i'm just actually now like probably about five weeks later getting back to hard rolling again oh that's good so like um was it just a freak injury or something you've had before? yeah I was, just, I, was, I was on my no i was on my feet and somebody was just like grabbing my wrist and i just didn't really respect the wrist grip so when they foot tripped me they were still holding my wrist. So I just, my entire body just landed on my shoulder and just kind of crunched it all the way through. Oh, Ouch. yeah. <laughs> so when you go in for the FLA uh, championships, I, cause I know they have like the bracket system. So is yours just a super fight or are you guys going into a bracket system as well? Uh, we do brackets as well. So the last one was uh, four women and we all fought on the card. And then, um, so for this one, it's the 32 men who are going to be competing. And I think they're going to go on to the PPB with 16 men. And then we're starting with eight women and going on to the PPB with four women. So nice. just one round pretty much in the daytime. So it'll be like a three round to gold kind of bracket. Awesome. Excellent. Is that what you prefer? Do you prefer like uh, like tournament style, get to the finals or more like super fights? Like what, what's kind of the thing that you prefer? Well, I only just started getting super fights in the last like year or so. And when they, when they first came, like the glitz and glamour vote was kind of cool. You felt, even though it doesn't mean anything in the big scale, like scale things, it's just kind of like a personal marker being like, okay, I'm starting to get some traction here. And then, uh, but yeah, it's just over so soon. And like my partner would be competing on same cards and he'd have multiple events and stuff like that. And it just feels like it's like you do so much training for, for one round and then it's just over. So it's like, now I'm starting to prefer having multiple matches in a day just to really like test myself and kind of suffer a bit worse 
does your preparation change when it comes to like, you know, like a tournament style bracket where like you may have four or five matches versus if you're doing like a super fight with, with somebody and like, are you just like studying them? Does your preparation change? Like take us, take us through a little bit of that. Cause I know like the FLA, they have some different like unique brackets and things like yeah. that. Um, yeah. If it's a single person, I find that you can um, like at this stage, it's not always possible to study somebody's game, but some like there is sometimes um, online footage so you actually have the luxury of seeing if you can um tailor any like new aspects into your game um i think regardless like you're still going to be going in there with your game plan but you do get to kind of you have the luxury of only focusing on certain things where with a multi-tournament like multi like round day um yeah like like your cardio i think is the main focus because you want to make sure that like at 100 percent of the time you can just be pushing it pushing it like there's nothing worse than competing and it's your cardio is that like didn't carry you through, you know, like that's like, it's one thing if your technique's not there, your skill, but um, there's nothing worse than like feeling your gas tank kind of like go low and you're fighting with the other person. So I try to make sure that I'm like that. I can be dragging anybody into deep water the whole day and just try to have that on my side. And um, yeah, with multiple people too, I find that my game plan changes to just what am I going to do? Like I, I plan out my from, from wrestling, I start to plan out like my hand fighting to the takedown, to how I'm going to pass, to how I'm going to mount, to how I'm going to submit and kind of have that in my head. So as soon as I go into the, the, the round, I'm just ready at any point to kind of like match back onto my game plan. Nice. So how did you kind of get involved in like, uh, obviously this tournament style with FLA? how did you get involved with Derek? Um, so like, I really like competing. And then with COVID, it's obviously been difficult. So as soon as I came out here, I was just kind of like, Fine. I don't like, I don't have Facebook, but I have Instagram. So I was just kind of like stalking through the scene, trying to see what was going on over here. And so then I found FLA and I just started like following, liking and commenting on every single thing that they ever posted until one day he messaged me and he's like, Hey, do you guys like, do you compete? Would you like to compete? And I was like, yes, yes, I would. And so, um, that, so yeah, my first match with them was a super fight with uh, Charlene Barkhouse. And then, uh, we went to the bracket one to start to do like the, the women's championship side. So now this is the second return of like the women's bracket. So like, and then, bra- oh, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, I'm going to hopefully be on the MMA card in April. Oh, okay. that'll be my first MMA fight. Oh, nice. Nice. It'll uh, be, this is like, the, this is the fourth, the fourth fight now that was supposed to like be my first MMA fight since COVID happened. It just keeps, it started like in the first June of 2000 where everything's all getting like momentum. Then it's like no COVID happened. And so, I have faith in this one. I have a good feeling about this one, though. I think it's going to happen. The, the fourth time is the charm, hopefully. My, yeah, my fourth first. <laughs> what kind of made you decide that you, have you always wanted to do MMA or is that kind of something that's been I, on yeah, the I've always wanted to do MMA um, for like a long time. And then um, I've always trained at jiu-jitsu gyms and like haven't really done a lot of, like all the stand-up I've done has been like largely just like on my own time or like with certain coaches or certain friends. But um so I feel like maybe I've been progressing a little slower on the stand-up side um and then yeah when I finally started to like go for it and I finally it was like BFL that I was supposed to like have my first fight out in BC with and then yeah like COVID happened and then just from there it's been like trying and it's like I'm in my 30s now too so I was like I should have started this a little earlier (laughs) like you know now, now that if I had to wait two years over COVID it wouldn't have been such a big deal but it's okay. I, Aaron started his MMA career in his 30s as well. He's uh, undefeated at currently one and zero with his amateur <laughs> nice. amateur amateur record. Nah. 
Aaron Hayden and I did that, by the way. There's 32. Yeah. There's 32 when yeah. I did that at MASH. And then I was like, I did it once. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's when that's kind of what, like, it's, for me, it's always been like a, I really enjoy jiu-jitsu. And I think you can get like a lot more longevity in the sport than compared to some other combat sports. Just with the way, like, how you have the option to tap out at any time instead of getting knocked out and stuff. But I feel like when you like combat sports and this kind of stuff, it's just nice to try it at least once. And I think I was in probably around like 29 when I was like, you know what? Like I've been just saying it for a while. I'm just going to go for it. And then by the, and then it's just been like, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a, like, also like, it was kind of getting into my next question where it was female grappling has really kind of been on the rise lately, especially it was like ADC. It's more on like, who's number one, There's a lot of like a fight to win. They've been pushing a lot of different female matches now and you're seeing a lot more totally. women come out did you, so did you guys see the medusa one that came out the medusa one that uh UFC, was on ufc to fight pass like i didn't see that one no it was like all women combat jiu-jitsu uh it was like an, another eddie bravo thing i just finished watching it before i like signed on with you guys but um yeah it was sweet i think that's one of the first like I, like one of the coolest all women cards i've seen at least and um, I've never seen combat jujitsu before. I always thought it was like slaps, but like no, they're mm. just like heels. No, they're they're, yeah, they're it's like they're they're Yeah, just... I yeah, it was kind of cool to watch. I was like, this is violent, man. Fuck yeah, <laughs> this is cool. I, do you, I've actually seen like some TKOs. In it. It's 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 pretty it's pretty wild. Like you can actually just mount somebody totally. and just start bang and just and like, like some of them are yeah, they're just down down and I'm just oh yeah for sure. And apparently they're saying some people have won by TKO before, but yeah, it's cool starting to see like instead of it just being like the odd women card and it's cool like even hearing how people are commentating about women over the years like um there seems to be more like respect on people's names when they're just even talking about them and stuff and um yeah it's starting to feel like that like people are taking women's grappling not more seriously necessarily but they're just better and better grapplers coming up and i think the jiu-jitsu is getting better especially nogi jiu-jitsu just getting it's just evolving so fast and the matches are getting more exciting and people are just so aggressive and i'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, I just got my brown belt. So now it's starting to be like, oh, holy shit. Could I be like allowed to be competing on those like levels soon too, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm pretty excited. What are, what are some uh, events that you've been following? We talked about ADCC and the Medusa event, but like, are there any other events that you've been following or are there like, are there any like females on the, that are coming up that you've been, uh, that you've been wa watching as well? Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I could start forever on, all the females I follow and admire and watch and stuff like that. But the one girl who actually won the Medusa is that uh, I see her mentioned a lot in the East Coast of Brianna St. Marie from Montreal. Um, so if you, yeah. I, I think she used to compete on this circuit out here. So I've, I was kind of like already hearing about her just because people would mention it when she won stuff. So then I watched that Medusa one, which she won. Um, so yeah, she actually lives in Montreal. And when I went, drove over for Christmas, I wanted to train with them. But the day before I left, the gyms all shut down in Montreal. Mm -hmm. So just like, all right, <laughs> but um yeah she's uh been on a little tear lately and then she actually won the the first adcc qualifiers so i'm hoping to go out and compete at the second qualifiers so it'd be cool to yeah get to roll some of those people yeah when's the next adc trial that's coming uh, up they soon. just announced it it was it's going to be april 2nd and 3rd okay it was originally supposed to be in and like i think that because usually the men qualify at the first and the women qualify at the second but it kind of seems like they're letting the men qualify again at this one. That's how, like, well, like the, the wording's been kind of like ambiguous, and I've been kind of wondering if uh, there's going to be two qualifying events for the men this year. 
there's usually like an East Coast trials and a West Coast trials when it comes to like North America, but I'm I'm not sure if they're adding more because I know ADC I know ADCC I think we're they were talking about like even adding like and expanding like the women's divisions because like there's only like yeah. two there's only two female divisions and they're like eight eight you know females each that's pretty yeah. small so I think it's Alan Pool that's out there now. Yeah, well, and like even the weight class is like one it's because it's under one thirty two pounds or over and like one thirty two pounds isn't that big um but like and then if you're over 132 you're fighting like gabby garcia and it's just like how is that like yeah. you know what i mean there's got to be an in-between there like <laughs> and that's the thing like the, that 132 division and then all of a sudden over and then you got gabby who's like 200 plus which is yeah. insane like she's bigger than andre galval like it's crazy oh, I know, yeah. bigger bigger than aaron gall man <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's like oh man well it's been crazy like because i know she just retired at worlds but the last couple of times, um, yeah, because I think at the world she got tapped out, then she was on that, I forget what that card was, who's number one, I who's think. Who's number she, one, yeah. So who's number one, yes. Amanda yeah. Levy girl like, choked her out, and it was just like, I love seeing that kind of stuff, though. Like, all those little, like, whenever I watch those stories, I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Who cares if you're 33? You keep going, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she's just, like, getting a little too cocky for her own good in these matches, or is she, like, just getting beat? <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, well, I think, A, like, even, like, that, like, uh, Bia, uh, I can't remember her last name right now, Letitia's student, like, who's oh, all- Oh, Bia Mosquito, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, so even, like, I've been noticing she's not been, her lose to win ratio has been kind of, like, reversing lately, and I think it's a lot of the old school jiu-jitsu versus the new school, like, I feel like if people aren't, if they're, like, I think some people might, might, like, learn their game and, like, just, like, stick with it, but I feel like jiu-jitsu is changing so fast, and it's, if you're not like constantly in the gym every day still trying to evolve your game and uh keeping up with it i feel like it's like seems like the, the younger generation's kind of outpacing some of the the older players and i don't even mean age i just mean like the older school like styles i think yeah, it's I think coming style. with more updated updated stuff probably yeah like they're just they're just like on the 4.0 version you know like <laughs> Well, I think that's like anything. The sport eventually always evolves. Like somebody comes up with something new that the older divisions haven't seen before and they just redefine it even better moving forward. But I think like what you're saying is true, cause especially when you look at like schools like OJ, oh, sorry, AOJ and like even like Autos, yeah. they're like constantly evolving where I would see like Gabby's games kind of always been the same. It's not really. Totally. Like, well, and I feel like it's like, different for the gi and the nogi too because I, I do feel like gi is kind of like stayed more the same it's more nogi that's kind of like branching off into its own sport because i i think b is still just one nogi uh, gi worlds and stuff but like yeah i think that uh like nogi just seems to be even since i started training like six or however many years ago nogi seems to just be kind of like different i don't know it just like it's like sleeker and newer and trickier i don't know like i like it though i train pretty much like mostly only nogi now is that, is that kind of like getting ready for like a potential MMA coming in hopefully in the summer for you? Or is it just something that you've always just preferred? Well, that's what I say to justify it. But like, I just, <laughs> like I, I just honestly, it's like the more times I put on this like thick, heavy robe, I'm just like, I don't enjoy it. Like, I don't enjoy wearing it. I don't enjoy the belt. I don't enjoy people pinning me to the ground with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like it. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're complete opposites. I, I enjoy the gi. I, I do as, as much bullshit as I can in it as humanly oh, possible. Totally. It's real, I, real fighting. It's real fighting. I, I bet you if I was better in the gi, I'd like it more. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, it, it's true. Cause I was, I was training today with a couple of guys and I just kept lapelling them and I was just having fun with it. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, Hey man, totally. really either, either learn it or don't like, it's up to I you. <laughs> like, no, totally. And I do swing back and forth. I went through periods before where I've like went back and forth, but uh, my favorite part of all of jujitsu is wrestling, like stand up wrestling. That's what I love the most out of, I think all of like all of MMA is my favorite part. And so that's kind of a no gi specific area. And then, um, yeah, I just, I like Nogi's a little fast paced too. And I feel like you get a little more like, um, like grace with Nogi. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can get pinned or trapped for six minutes and not be able to do anything in, in the Gi, but I feel like it'd be pretty hard to do that in Nogi. Like, so, and like, that's just a cop-out. It's not saying that like Nogi's better. I'm just saying like, I, I can escape easier with nobody pinning me down. Yeah. I think there's definitely things like Gi and Nogi that, it's always good to train both, I think. And there's always, yeah. there's always certain things. Like I, I would say, for example, like escaping with a gi on, I would say is much more difficult than do getting out of bad positions versus no gi versus totally. versus like there's certain positions, like you know, there's certain things you can get away with no gi that you can't get away with, with a gi on and vice versa. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So if you were to talking wear... about it, I'm like, man, I got to try start training the gi again. <laughs> <laughs> So if you were going to wear your gi again, would you put a hoodie on like our, our boy Ken Peters again at all or no? Um, I thought about it. Well, not with the gi because I find the gi already pretty hot. Um, <laughs> but like sometimes when, because part of the reason he still wears it that he says is because it's cold in the basement. So I do find that sometimes when I'm wearing like my nogi stuff, because it probably, I'd say at least probably like four or five guys wear like hoodies with nogi stuff. Now every like new week, there's a new comfort over. So I've been thinking <laughs> about joining the ring. So I'm like, oh, Taya looks cozy. <laughs> <laughs> the new hoodie rash guard will be coming to survival gear coming very oh, soon that's wow. a, a shameless plug <laughs> you heard the idea here first <laughs> yeah make sure make sure kent gives you your uh your cut though <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> so when you kind of like look at um whether it's adc or like obviously who number one like who do you kind of like think is like we talked about gabby but like who do you kind of think's like on that up and comer like they're going to be kind of like taking that top spot um i don't know i think fiona has been really like and it's i mean there's different weight classes so it's always like you know because like i know kendall reusing she's a bit on, on a higher weight class and she's been really tearing it up lately um i like aaron harp i think aaron harp's been doing really good uh fiona davies i think i really like her too she's like so small but she just looks like she's like a friggin' bulldozer passing guards and stuff um and then i know the i can't remember her name but the atos girl who i think won like nogi worlds and stuff this year she seems to be um doing really good too but it's cool how there's actual multiple girls and i think as far as i know i think fion's been winning a lot but i, I like how at a lot of the other events it's like nobody's been winning consistently every time there seems to be like a group of like five or six girls in a couple of the class and they're, they're all winning intermittently like and i think it shows that the talent pool is really deep right now yeah, I think there's like a lot of parody. It's not just like one female. It, was, it wasn't like, for example, like Gabby Garcia who just won whatever she signed up for. Wait, no. Yeah. Versus now you have like five or six females that have been very good, and they can ease. And it could be those five or six that can win on pretty much any day. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been cool. Like, I, and there's been I have like all the different passes, like UFC fight pass and flow grappling and stuff like that. And it seems like there's events like almost every other week and stuff so it, it's cool and and even like girls I follow like I don't remember them like back in the day be like every now and then they're having a super fight and there's people now like uh 
oh, I forget her name now too, but yeah, she's on like her fourth or fifth, like big event in the last few months. And it just like, oh man, it looks like people are starting to make some money. Like, it's like, I feel like it's like Gordon, uh, Gordon Ryan said, he's like, trust me in a year, I'm going to start getting athletes paid. And it seemed like it only took like a little while till all the, pop I don't, I'm not saying the popularity is directly from him, but um, it seems like it happened kind of fast. Like it was going like this. And all of a sudden I was like, woo, with how much like popularity events are getting and stuff like that is, is really exciting to be competing while it's happening and just be like, oh, there's actual like opportunities happening right now. Especially as I feel like as a woman, there's even like the competition pool is even less deep right now. So I have like mm -hmm. that advantage over men. Like when me and my boyfriend go to competitions, I'll have like four people in my division and he has like 16 and it's like, yeah. good luck, babe. <laughs> Get your four fights in there. I got to do two. Yeah. So, I, so I'm joke, joke, joking about with my wife when she's like, oh, like I could just sign up for pans and get like a default medal. It's great. <laughs> it's much, uh, like I know. And then like when I like, yeah, you can get bronze in a women's division with losing every match, but like you can also get bronze in a men's division and have done like an amazing performance, you know? So yeah. there's a bit of disparity there. Yeah, I, I think like, like, as you were saying, like how things were just getting, they're getting bigger. I think it's like a curse. And it's also a great thing where like flow has like really pushed the envelope as far as like getting like eyeballs on everything and just obviously yeah. finding athletes and utilizing them. But obviously the curse of it is that they control the content, right? So that if you're not on flow, then that's the only where you, you're going to see everybody. Right. So it's kind of oh, like, totally. like, Oh yeah. I have my own, like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I like mentally fought flow grappling for a while. Then it was only like probably about four or five months ago. I gave in and got a, a like subscription. I was just like, whatever, fine. Yeah. Have my eyes. Like, <laughs> take my I'm money. Not, I, flow I, you. <laughs> I, I haven't heard firsthand, but it's like, I don't feel like the, a lot of the money they make like trickles down to the fighters and stuff like that. So it's like kind of like a third like party, like taking it. Yeah. It's not like, but it's like, you know, they all get eyes on it, but yeah, I don't, yeah, they're, they're a sneaky little uh, company, I find. Like, the reason why I have a year-long subscription right now is because I was trying to get a month-long subscription, and they, there's no easy way to do it. So I got tricked no, into it during the year. So, you just and, do the year. Not, yeah, I got so frustrated, and I was just like, fine, I'll do a year, whatever. I forget what event I wanted to watch. and So, yeah, but now I've been there is a lot of events that happen, so it's been actually pretty cool. I mean, the only reason we have it is just because obviously it makes sense for us on the podcast. So we know what's actually going on. But then I was like, okay, how do I make this a business expense? And that was the only thing. Aaron, we need to write off the tens and tens of dollars that we make from this podcast. That's what I'm saying, right? So I was just like, okay, that's the only reason we're getting flow. Like, and that is it. And I'm like, but the funny thing is like, we have this, so Mike and I share the subscription, but whenever I want to watch an event, Mike's always on it and he's always kicking me off. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, well, get the fuck off here. When, once you have the, the subscription though, I feel like there is a fair amount of events. Like I, between the fight to win ones and then all like the occasional, like, you know, prize ones. And like even that, who's number one? Like, yeah, the prizes they were given out on that. I don't know, but it is cool just kind of like being on there. And I feel like I'm more like involved in the sport than I was before because they're just like I know all the people who have been winning stuff because they're I'm literally watching all the events and stuff and um I think that watching a sport is kind of like the most uh like least invasive passive way of like practicing or getting involved or like descent like desensitizing towards competition and stuff so um I think there's just a lot to be learned about it like in a, a lot of different ways too so I just uh 
I feel like it's like I'm either going to be watching Netflix or like that. So I'm like, that's how I justify the paying it to myself. I'm like, you know what? There you're you either go. just like going to watch like eight episodes of The Office or or you can actually like watch something that's going to be like informative and help you. <laughs> well, it's like studying too, right? So you have to look at it that way. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's yeah, good though. Yeah. Pivoting a little bit, like, or we're, since we're talking about like watching a lot of jujitsu, like, um who's like somebody that you want to have like a, a match with or somebody some like opponents that you haven't had the opportunity to face yet they're kind of like fantasy fantasy booking like who would you who um, would you want to step on the mats with oh that's such a good question i would love to fight with Fion because i feel like we have um really similar styles um I feel like there's a girl that I had a super fight with in the Gi. Her name's like uh, Giovanna Canuto. She's a, she just won a super fight against like Jessica Flowers, who's like a black belt world champ in Nogi. I would like to go against her. We had a draw when we had our super fight, but I feel like if I was doing it in Nogi, I feel like I could get, hit a, maybe get the win on that one. I would love to fight with that Brianna girl who lives close. We're in the same weight class too, so that'd be cool. Um, and then just like any of the girl like legends would be sweet, sweet to wrestle with like just because you have watched them for so many years and stuff like that mm -hmm. um kendall reusing her wrestling is pretty sweet she does this amazing like whenever somebody's attacking her hip she just like does that like uh hip switch so easily i've been trying to do it myself but i think she'd be cool to wrestle with too um yes and like i feel like when you like i like all of jiu-jitsu i like that like grindy painful suffering aspect of it so it's like I would just love to like find people who can like beat me up the most and like see what it feels like, you know, just like, and I feel like it's especially like impressive when it's like people who are of like a really small body size making you feel that way. So I would like to, yeah, like have just get on that like level and start competing with more people of that skill level. No, for sure. Like, I think like, even like you said, like you have a great mindset where again, you want to find people who are better than you and keep training hard and put yourself in bad positions so you can just keep elevating your game. So I think that's really good. Yeah. yeah and I, yeah. And it's just like, yeah. The, like, like I remember like way back, cause I, I've traveled a lot to train in like all kinds of different like countries and stuff. But I remember I was at, uh, uh, the, one of the, the Gracie studio in California, but anyways, like her Oziander was teaching. It was a sweet class. We got to wrestle. And then I remember there was this, and at that time, I think I was like, just some kind of like cocky four stripe white belt. I don't remember, maybe a blue belt, but I remember seeing a really, really tiny brown belt girl and just like doing the Conor McGregor, like swagger up to her, like, yeah, you want to roll? And then oh. she just like probably packed <laughs> like 80 times in like 30 seconds. Like it was, un and she was so little. And it's one of those feelings where you're like, whoa, like I could like, like, like she's a girl, I'm a girl. Like I could do that one day, you know? Like, so I feel like there's like that feeling when you get your ass kicked like that badly, there's that feeling of like, whoa like if I trained harder I could be that good you know so I kind of like exposing myself to people like that even if it's like at my own you know cost or whatever but um that's like one of my favorite things about cross training and traveling around and stuff how, like how, how often go ahead Aaron. no no go ahead go ahead how often are you able to travel because you mentioned over you know the last couple of weeks like you, you took a trip like did you drive across Canada and tried to Hit up, well, hit up a couple it, of different like, gyms or what? Yeah, well, so this was like a Christmas specific trip because um, so I've, I lived in BC the last like 10, 12 years and that's where my partner is born and raised, but I'm originally from uh, Ontario. 
So we had kind of like, this is not what a usual trip for us would look like, but, and we have two dogs. So we drove to Ontario because my sister was going to be moving back to Nova Scotia. So we took our truck so we could take her trailer back. Then we flew to BC, had Christmas there, flew back to Ontario and then drew back, drove back to Nova Scotia. But so, and then while I was in, um, like, so NBC is like where my home gym is, where I've been training since like white belt. So I just like stopped and trained with them. But yeah, like all the gyms I usually train at in Ontario were closed. So I, did, I had to take a few days off, unfortunately. Not, not because of COVID, because of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. If well, it's one, not COVID, gym, it's Christmas. Something's closing us here. The, the one gym that I usually train at um, did say that, like I usually drop in and they just said that, like because of COVID, they're not letting any drop-ins right now. So yeah. um, and then I, I didn't ask, I didn't, I stopped asking after that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I, I know, I know a lot of clubs like close between like kind of like things started going a little weary, like December twenty third, December twenty twenty second. Like I think yeah. I got all fucked up, and I think a lot of people were closing down because they're like, you know, what? I just don't want to be uh, get sick before we go see our families and all that kind oh, of stuff, like, which was totally enough, like, yeah, like if it was my gym, like I would rather my coach stay safe so that we can train rather than yeah. risk it to let some that i don't even know come train for a day you know what i mean like, I don't even know, if it's me and i'm trying to visit don't let this yeah, fucker like, like, no i totally didn't i totally respected their decision like i didn't think it was worth risking it for some person they didn't know either like yeah trying to keep the gym open during covid as i know that like the only thing that mattered yeah no i i think a lot of people especially like i don't want to get too deep into this but i think especially if things do shut down again i think a lot of people are just going to be like well you know what we're just going to do closed door meetings again and just keep training (laughs) you can definitely feel the the shift in perception on this one a bit and not like even yeah same thing not to get too serious but it's just kind of like everyone's just like okay okay you know we'll we'll try our best to do what you say like and that's just kind of what it feels like everybody's uh everybody's feeling this time we're gonna close right (laughs) Yeah. yeah We're not encouraging anybody to not yeah. follow public health. We're just saying we're just going to have meetings. That's it. Here's Let's an unrelated secret knock you should learn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Ken told us about a secret knock and all that kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> No, we had we had we had a, we had him on the podcast. Um, I think I think it was like just before like December first or something like that. We had a great conversation nice. with him. Like, you know, he's a fun awesome. guy. Yeah, he's he a is fun guy. That's when, and that's the, actually when the world started falling apart again due to the, due to this latest variant. So I like I like to just mention on record it's probably his fault. You know what? I'm starting to see the connection. <laughs> it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. So kind of like when you kind of look at like your training career, like where do you kind of see it going? Do you see it going more like MMA? See how it pans out? You want to stick with more jujitsu? Whether it's opening up a school down the road, kind of like where do you kind of see yourselves going? Um. As much as I would like, I, I, I'm just, I'm going to just kind of ride the MMA train and see, see where it takes me. Um, I don't like foresee me going extremely far with it. I just feel like the, um, if I had more stand up like knowledge and knew I could protect myself very, very well from head, head damage, I might like do a little more with it, but like, I'm definitely way stronger on the ground and stuff like that. And I feel like there's starting to be so much um, potential in jiu-jitsu and I feel like especially in women's jiu-jitsu it's starting to like actually blow up and get paid for the first time Mm -hmm. and I'm like one belt away from black belt and I'm like competing often and doing well so I'm like oh there's like on paper logically it seems like I could like at least try my best and do it 
Whereas with MMA, I'm like, I feel like it's the the amount of skills I'd have to dedicate, like, and take away from jiu-jitsu to start like being a very good MMA competitor. I'm not sure if like I'm ready to sacrifice that many like years to it at 33. When yeah, I like that's when, fair. I, when I can really chase jiu-jitsu and I really that's like where my heart is anyway. So, so like jiu-jitsu, like getting into more competitions, that's kind of like your focus on 2022. Have you ever thought about like opening a school? Like what's kind of like your future plans? Uh, just competing. Yeah. I like my boyfriend's kind of said stuff like that in the past. Like if I ever had any kind of gym, I'd want to do like, like a cowboy Cerrone kind of gym where you just have like a giant gym with all the sickest shit. And it's like, not like a gym really where you come for all your classes. You just come there to like fight whoever's there and just like kind of like a 24/7 open. it just seems like a 24 seven open mat like it seems so sweet I'm like I'll do something like that but um, I don't like the idea of like committing to a school I feel like you owe your students like at least something if you're going to commit so if say if I want to go travel for a year you know what I mean like I don't want to be one of those gyms that's like you know leaving the blue belt to teach while I'm gone for a few months because I have my own priorities like if I have a gym I want to have like like I want to kind of like be like like the gym that I grew up in like we I don't know just I want all of my students to like feel supported, can like be if they want to compete, like just I want to be able to put everything into it. And right now I just really have more of a heart and a desire for competing and traveling. So that's I'm just wanna yeah, like do that for as long as I can. Yeah, no, for sure. Like if that's where the heart is, where like again, being a, an instructor, obviously it's a lot of sacrifice because you're putting time into students, right? As a competitor, and I don't say it rudely, I mean it, you have to be selfish for yourself right? Like you have to be selfish for yourself in order to train properly, make sure you're getting the technique, being able to do what you need to do to be successful, plain and simple. Yeah. Cause yeah, all your, like when you're competing, especially when you're like competing often against tougher opponents, you have to really tailor your game. And I, Mm -hmm. and when you're teaching, you have to really like generalize your game to make it accessible to everybody. So I feel like those two, but like on that same thread though, I do feel like teaching is important and part of the whole growth thing, but, um, but yeah, like I'm just not ready to dedicate that much time to it yet. No, I for still sure. feel like I'm definitely in my learning stages of jujitsu. I don't, I, I just got my brown belt and I was just like, all right, like, I guess yeah. I got to really quickly study and catch up to what all the other brown belts know and do. Yeah, <laughs> bottom, bottom of the totem pole again, I think. Yeah, I know. It's a little, uh, it's a little intimidating, but it's exciting. Like It's like, it, it feels good to be challenged and, uh, like yeah, I'm excited. Like even if even if you suck or you lose and all that stuff, like that's what grinds and inspires your training harder, which is like also a sweet feeling. So yeah, I'm just excited. I feel like and I feel like now that at Brown Belt too, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm gonna have like shitty matches anymore. You know, I feel like everybody I compete from now on is gonna be like hard grindy matches, which will be like sweet. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Nice. I like that. I have one more question. Nice. Um one like when you talk about like again you said it before where it's like you like putting yourself in those pressure pressure cooker situations right and then obviously as females are coming up into this group as far as like you guys as athletes there's a lot of girls that like you know they're not interested in that like what kind of advice do you have for like anybody who's like again kind of like you were that white belt before but and get in those situations where you get tapped like 80 times and like how do you like keep them going yeah, I think I think cross training is important because um, sometimes, unfortunately, it's literally the only way you can train with another girl. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have one girl that trains at my gym, but she's not there all the time. So there's two other brown belts in Nova Scotia. Like there's more than two brown belts in Nova Scotia, but two of the brown belt girls in Nova Scotia. Like we made a plan before Christmas, and we all met up at a 
a middle gym and we all drove like from all different ends of Nova Scotia to meet, um, which, and I'm like, yeah, obviously that's not always feasible, but cross training for different partners. I think watching women's matches is important. Um, I think it seems harder in your head, but when you see it happen, it's like, oh, I could do that. Like it kind of normalizes it a bit. Um, and I think mat time is, is always just the biggest thing. Like there's, it's just always the hours you put in. And even when it feels like you're not progressing or, or sometimes when it feels like you're getting worse, the more time you spend on the mat, you just still have to keep putting on, putting in the hours and, um, eventually it does pay off. Definitely. Awesome. Well, listen, Sarah, it's been an awesome pleasure speaking with you today. We do look forward to your fight coming up this uh, couple of weeks, actually. So uh, we are rooting for you. We hope everything goes well. Um, and hopefully the event still stays on, but I'm only positive yeah, vibes do. right now. So come on, Aaron. Why you got it? Positive vibes. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs> if, awesome. not, it's, if not, it's going to be in Ken Peter's basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. No, in my hoodie. Sure. Yeah. In Is my, there anybody you want to shout out or like sponsorships you want to talk about before we take off? Uh, my only sponsor is Arcadia Sheet Metal. That's, they do standing team sheet metals in Cape Breton. Awesome. Well, shout out to them. Yeah, awesome. it was well, really nice to meet you guys. Thank you for having me on. No, thank, thank you. you so much. All right. Thanks, everybody.